Hello there, fellow enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of Disruptors Unveiled. I'm your host, Venk. And I'm Rishik. Today we're diving deep into the realm of virtual communication and the company that's become the epitome of seamless online collaboration, Zoom. A lot of fancy words there, Rishik. But absolutely, Zoom has become synonymous with virtual meetings and I think it's also become synonymous with remote work. But let's take a moment to rewind and think about the not-so-distant past when video conferencing was far from a smooth experience that we know today. Oh, definitely. I remember using Skype, and that that was a nightmare. Yeah, um, I used to. Yeah, I used to. I used to dread for those family like gatherings on Skype. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely laggy connections, uh, drop calls, and the hassle of setting up those meetings. It wasn't the seamless experience we've come to expect. And I think that's really where Zoom entered the scene. Like. It recognize, they recognized the challenge of like virtual communication and I think they really set out to redefining how easy it is to actually meet with everyone online. Yeah, definitely. If you think about today, it's so simple to just set up a Zoom call with anybody. And that's kind of where um, Zoom came in. It wasn't just about creating a video conferencing platform. It was also about fundamentally changing about how we connect, collaborate and communicate in the digital age. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, when we think back, um, Zoom has just honestly been far, like, one of the best conferencing uh, applications we've used so far. So I think that's really where Eric Yon comes in. He's the visionary founder for Zoom. His mindset wasn't just about providing a video conferencing tool, but it was about making it accessible, easy, and reliable for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So Eric had, like, this vision of making virtual communication as natural as like in-person conversation so it's like you're actually talking to them in real life but i mean i mean talking to them like as if they were in front of you um so it wasn't merely just a tool i mean it was, it, a, it was a way to like yeah. bridge distances and like foster meaningful connections with the people you're talking to so an empty sentence but yeah, okay. I, I think that's really where the disruptiveness of Zoom really came in it was not it, it didn't really offer the different features that other companies didn't have but it was about making it really seamless like in a large if you if you take a step back and you really look at what differentiates Zoom from other video calling services you notice they don't really have anything different but it's the notion that when you hop on a Zoom call you know that whoever you're talking to isn't going to like lag out or like the application isn't going to crash. I mean, a lot of us during online school though, did pretend that it wasn't working. When it was, uh... yeah. Um, yeah, let's dive into the user experience a bit. So, so Zoom went beyond uh, merely just providing video conferencing. Um, it also created a platform that's not only user-friendly but also enriched with features like breakout rooms, screen sharing, and virtual backgrounds, which is they're all pretty important, especially when you're in COVID hit and we all had to go on online learning. Yeah, I think it's not about just seeing another person on another screen, but it's about creating like an experience that like, you know, kind of stimulates what like a real in-person meeting would be like. It's not about, oh, I'm talking to someone like on a screen, but it's about collaborating and engagement with like another person when you're working. Yeah, definitely. Let's also consider the timing. Uh, Zoom wasn't just a product of chance. Uh, 
it was ahead of the curve in anticipating the, the paradigm shift towards remote work and virtual collaboration. I mean, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they predicted that um, COVID would hit, but I'm pretty sure they predicted that we would increasingly use um, online connection to uh, make sure we can talk, and uh, it's it's become a big part of our life. Yeah, I think let's hold on to this uh, I, this uh, point real quick. I think the real reason that Zoom really took off as it did was was a big part about timing when they were kind of releasing and really unrolling their mass product, their mass um, consumer product. I think that was near the middle or near the end of 2019. And as you know, COVID hit 2020. So I think they were really able to pivot themselves very fantastically, if you ask me, between just a very niche product for a work base to honestly an entire market of different uses and stuff. And I think while other platforms were playing catch up, Zoom had already become the go-to choice for millions around the world. It was like the the number one go-to for businesses, schools, social gatherings. I mean, I remember that like all school meetings, all club meetings, all family functions, all almost everything was just through Zoom. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the scalability factor is also noteworthy. Um, Zoom wasn't just limited to large enterprises. It became a lifeline for small businesses, educational institutions, and even social events. I mean, how important was it for educational institutions? I mean, how would how would school even operate uh, those two years when COVID hit? I mean, it kind of just democratized virtual communication. You got it, Rishik. You can get that word next time. Absolutely, Rishik. It's not just a business tool, it's a social connector. And I think Zoom really became the bridge that connected us during these challenging times. And I, I think it also serves as a testament to its social impact because Zoom became a huge thing. Like, if you say Zoom today, people aren't going to think of the, you know, the movement Zoom, but rather the online service that connected us during those two, uh, or actually a year and a half of roughness, I would say. Mm, yeah, definitely. But let's not uh, dismiss the security concerns that Zoom faced. I mean, I can say from personal experience, when I took classes on Zoom, um, we often had Zoom bombers that would join the call since some people thought it would be funny to post the link on Twitter and then people would just join and raid the Zoom call. So, but challenges like that, um, they arose and criticism ensued. But what's noteworthy is Zoom's response, um, its, tra- its transparency, its swift updates, and a commitment to addressing the, these issues, and the number of uh, raids and Zoom bombers has decreased significantly. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just about success, and I think we mentioned this in almost every Disruptor episode. It's not about success. It's about whether you're able to adapt in a responsive way where you're being swift about what's going on. Zoom's journey is a testament to its commitment and constant improvement. Yeah, Definitely. So as we kind of wrap up, let's let's reflect on Eric Yuan's disruptive mindset. It was it was kind of about envisioning a how uh, a world of virtual communication isn't a compromise, but it's more of a powerful and accessible alternative to um, socializing and talking in person, and it's much more convenient too. Yeah, Zoom is more than just a conferencing platform. It's a symbol of how technology can reshape the way we connect, collaborate, and engage with each other. Yeah, and that kind of concludes our in-depth exploration to the disruptive rise of Zoom. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And as always, don't stop disrupting.
Thank <laughs> you.